This morning, I am taking myself on an adventure, and I'm going to tell you about what I need to do in order to make it successful. When I go into Pittsburgh to the medicine dispensary, I have to contend with the increased pollution in the midst of the city. It is important that this go as well as possible because the effects are not limited to immediate effects from my activities. There are also cascading ongoing effects over days and weeks following excursions like this. Hopefully not longer than that, but um, we're trying to mitigate as much as we can. And unfortunately, we do not yet have a way for me to request for someone to bring what I need to me, also because of other things that are necessary to get in the city. However, we are putting those pieces into place, and some of the energy that I am gathering together for myself for this adventure is coming from the knowledge that those pieces are being put in place and soon I will not be the only person who can go get my medicine in the city and that will be a profound and life-saving relief. <laughs> in the meantime, though, I will do my very best work and I will do it on the radio. Well, not everything goes as planned, does it? So what we have, what we usually have, is a mixed bag. We have had a successful venture in a number of ways today, and unfortunate losses in other ways that must somehow be mitigated without forgetting to take just a minute to celebrate the stuff that went right. I have achieved a very short stopgap and I was very pleasantly surprised at how well I did once I got into the city. I believe because of the route I took and three different supports that I have had available to me, which I cannot list for you right now because of difficulty in neurology, but uh, if you ask me, I will be able to tell you, I believe, particularly the route I ended up taking through the city was a much better one than I had taken before. And it took me through more neighborhoods with trees. I noticed that in a moment where I made a wrong turn and was forced to enter the highway, I had to breathe in the concrete dust and sundry immediately because all of the windows in the car must be down as much as possible, as often as possible in order for me to operate. And breathing in the concrete dust brought on waves, waves. And I can continue to operate, but the consequences of me doing so uh, become increasing and increasing and increasing the longer I do. 
and um, the effects are terrible. I, I, I am crippled. I, I managed to get myself home and the repercussions go on for weeks or months and it's terrible. So we have learned to reduce these exposures however possible. And there is no infrastructure for us to draw on that we aren't in the midst of creating in these communities of severity becoming communities of care right now. We are documenting. There is one person I am in touch with who has a magical ability to find places to breathe and recently sent me some information that I hope to use as soon as my eyeballs are working. (laughs) I have not been able to do research using devices uh, almost totally. I have almost totally lost the ability to do that, but I have gained the ability to use this public survival walkie-talkie. So I won't call it all a bad thing. (laughs) One of the great dangers that I don't think any of us knows very well how to mitigate yet, that I know of, is that at the current state of the medical cannabis industry, and medicine availability to patients in life-threatening severity. Going to the dispensary does not mean they will have what you need necessarily. And if you have severe neurological difficulties with devices, phone calls, reading, screens, uh, being near EMF fields, and so on, It can be so very difficult to establish whether they have what you need. And when getting there is such a heavy, it's a heavy activity. It's, I read this book when I was in grade school about a young woman who begins the book in a toxic post-apocalyptic landscape and the only other person is I don't I don't know if I remember enough of it to describe it but she would venture out into the wastes to find what she needed wearing a radioactivity protection suit and helmet of some kind and very conscious of the complex threats to life each time And me going into the city is like that. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, USA, and many, many other places are just this way for many more people than most are aware. Some of it is still really pretty. And there are networks of healing becoming more robust over time, but still inaccessible to most. And too much of the time, what is pretty is still made of poison. And so we have to be very cautious as we go. But even even having lost my independent vehicle, which... 
That's a, this very, very big kick in the teeth. I have been managing to rehab here and there my ability to achieve in and out sting operation style. City activities. I think my ratio is something like 20% of the time. I am having enough benefit to make up for the difficulties I encounter because of lack of specific resources. It's really difficult to describe how changes happen with, with, with these numbers because there are lots of different systems and interactions in the body that we as survivors are tracking all the time just to stay alive. And it's really not as simple as can be conveyed in brief word exchanges. It's textbooks and textbooks of professional information that is contained in the bodies of these people surviving such terrible things. They are the only experts on these things. There are others studying these things, but if they have not had the experience, they're not, they're not an expert of all of it. And we really need to show more of what each of us is having to do every day in order to survive is so extreme, so detailed and layered and involved with subtlety. And right now, rampantly, it's being pathologized as nonsense or madness or attempts at manipulation. And really sick people are being really bad things are happening. We don't want those bad things to happen. So we're writing down information and we're sharing it and we're reminding ourselves as warrior survivors that despite popular gaslighting we do know that of which we speak and now in community we are learning more together to support one another in the ways that we have been missing so desperately that allows us to use our to use our different and new neuroplastic capacity to communicate better about the things we need. Because we have too long been strangled and screaming because of what we believed. And we are so smart, we don't believe those things anymore. <laughs>
say relief. cognitive rhyme ladder with me. It's not a ladder, it's a web. It does not just go up and down. It goes all directions instead. So what are the things that we did not manage to do today that really needed to be done? Well, there's a very long list of them and I know at this point I am able to talk, but to do most of these things is off the table at this point. What I need to do most urgently, because the Facebook funds have not arrived in my bank account, is I must find a hundred dollars to take with me tomorrow because it is the only day that I have access to a car that I can borrow to go back to the city to a different dispensary that I hope will have the medicine that I need. gotten email responses from the other dispensary? I'm not sure. And it's very difficult to find out because the only reason I'm able to interact with the device this much is because I'm not looking at it and I'm trying to keep it further from my body, if at all possible. Uh, interacting even by email um, when I've been through too much, I just can't do it. I am going to try again to call them, which I have been rehabbing my ability to do in emergency situations, delightfully, <laughs> challengingly, delightfully, um, but because of the timing of when I am able to borrow this vehicle, I have to leave before they're open, so they're not going to respond, they're not going to answer the phone, are they? So, I'm talking this out with you, which is a wonderful new thing on this public survival walkie-talkie. Thank you for being here with me. The thing that they did not have is the thing that I need to never not be on. <laughs> that when I am jerked off of it, the consequences are really too dire. And so I am making this choice to go back into the city tomorrow morning because otherwise I do not have the option to get, to even try to get that medicine until probably Thursday next week, which is terrifying. So into the mouth of the dragon go I. Oh, Pittsburgh, 
Oh, Pittsburgh, with your puffs of toxic smoke, will I live? Will I die? I really, I really love Pittsburgh. You can see how I might be conflicted. Mightn't I? <laughs> so, I know which avenues I'm going to explore in the hopes of $100 to get two vials of what I need, which should last me. I think it'll last me a week. I think it'll last me a week at, at where I'm at currently. We have several other orders that we have to make for which we have to raise money. We raised $333 of $1,300 and some. I need to do the math to find out how much money remains when you subtract 333 from 1300. I can't do that right now. Um, oh, brain. Oh, gosh. Whatever the answer, that is the amount that remains for the medicine purchases that are urgently needed, which will take care of what I need for a number of months. So that is a major landmark we are trying to reach. That and the car are top of the list for me because my health is not this bad if I get to good air daily. And currently I have to stay where the neighborhood poisons are 24 seven, pretty much always. I am not getting to try to use a borrowed vehicle very often because I cannot practice based on the needs of my body. I have to intentionally rehab my, my, uh, leaving the house ability so that I don't have to leave and then come back in an emergency. I can always leave the house, but I can't stay out. Terrible things happen to me if I do not have quite a long list of really important things in place that all go smoothly. And the more I practice this and the more I put supports in place for it, the better I can do it. But when the vehicle is only borrowed and the exposure is unpredictable, I, I haven't been able to maintain it. So going into the city is a lot more of a crisis now than it was before all of this happened. If you may be able to help me out with that hundred or the remaining amounts that I need, please visit intuitive.pub slash help at the top of the page. There's a PayPal link. If you would like to contact me, please do intuitive.pub slash contact. Because I am really crashing now and I don't know how much of this I'm going to remember. So 
I wish you blessings and nourishments and good things and whatever is the opposite of brain crashing. Unifying Thoughts on Polarization by Paul Levy At the present moment, our country and our world are insanely polarized. If humanity is seen as a single macro-organism, it is as if there is a primordial dissociation, a split, deep within its very source. Our species is suffering from what the great doctor of the soul, C.G. Jung, calls a sickness of dissociation, which is a state of fragmentation deep within the collective unconscious itself that has seemingly spilled outside of our skulls and has taken the form of collective events playing themselves out en masse on the world stage. Jung writes, and just as for the individual a time of dissociation is a time for sickness, so it is in the life of nations. We can hardly deny that ours is a time of dissociation and sickness. Humanity's split consciousness in which the right hand isn't in touch with what the left hand is doing, Jung calls the mental disorder of our day. The body politic in both our country and world has become split, which is a reflection of the potential dissociation that runs through the psyche of each and every one of us. Split in two, modern humanity has become neurotic as hell. To the extent that our inner dissociation isn't consciously dealt with, and we don't become aware of the inner darkness of our own shadow. Our dissociated shadow gets projected and acted out in the outer world. Jung comments, one cannot avoid the shadow unless one remains neurotic, and as long as one is neurotic, one has omitted the shadow. Neurosis is the suffering of a soul which has not discovered its meaning. Our personal neurotic conflicts, however, are connected with and reflections of the great problems of society and of our time. Jung writes, Neurosis is nothing less than an individual attempt, however unsuccessful to solve a universal problem. We are all parts of the great stream of human history, which has experienced innumerable times the very conflicts and neurotic patterns within ourselves that we can easily use as evidence for our personal craziness. Recognizing the greater archetypal pattern that we are embedded in and expressions of can take our neurosis out of the realm of pathology, snap us out of feeling isolated, and help us to feel connected to and a part of humanity as a whole.
the outer division in our world with all of its myriad political, social, and militaristic conflicts is an outer reflection of the dissociative split and conflict between the conscious and the unconscious minds of humanity. The greater the gap between the conscious and the unconscious, the greater the probability for psychic infection and mass psychosis. To quote Jung, if only a worldwide consciousness could arise that all division and all fission are due to the splitting of opposites in the psyche, then we should know where to begin. When Jung was asked if the Third World War could be avoided, he answered that it depended on how many individuals could reconcile the opposites within themselves. Everything in our world has at least two sides, which is to say that our sickness of dissociation is not solely pathological. When dissociation happens within an individual psyche, it can be both pathological and or initiate a shamanic journey so as to heal and integrate the dissociation. How things turn out depends upon how we, as a conscious human ego, are able to relate to the contents of the unconscious which are erupting both into our world and within our minds. To quote Jung, the sickness of dissociation in our world is at the same time a process of recovery, or rather, the climax of a period of pregnancy which heralds the throes of birth. A time of dissociation is simultaneously an age of rebirth. To be continued, please visit Paul Levy's website at www.awakeninthedream.com His email is paul at awakeninthedream.com Find more links at intuitive.pub slash radiotext Thank you for listening to Intuitive Public Radio.